Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Welcome everybody. Welcome all your curious minds. And I know you are there. I have a lot of truth seekers out there. So we're going to go on a journey that has to transcend the conventional norms of healthcare because it's brimming out there with information. So we find ourselves, you know, not knowing what to believe. We're uncertain. We're skeptical especially when it concerns our own well-being. And then, and we have a, a medical system, ladies and gentlemen, where the medical advancements promise hope and healing. So it's crucial for you to navigate this complex landscape of tests and drugs. And I'm your host, Dr. Ron, and we're going to go on this journey together and try and unravel the intricacies of our healthcare system where the expenses are quite high, the promises are quite abundant, and yet results often fall short of expectation. So let's get together for this quest so we can talk about the risks associated with medical tests and pharmaceutical interventions because the system demands both our trust and our hard-earned resources. So we have to be vigilant advocates. As I say, you have to be the CEO of your own body. And so I'm going to try and help you navigate this. With no-nonsense talk and unapologetic so with an attitude of gratitude and with you doing your share of becoming the ceo of your own body and uh, being your own doctor as we've talked about uh, what hippocrates said if you are not your own doctor you are a fool well let's start diving in let me give you this again let's start out with this Life expectancy for men in the United States falls to 73 years, six years less than for women per this study. So not good news, right? We're spending the most of any developed nation and we have low life expectancy. Worse for men than for women. And we won't go into, get into that today. 
Let me give you this one. CDC reports largest increase in the United States for infant mortality rate in two decades. What does that mean? The United States is seeing an increase in infant deaths. And this is a, this is a report from the CDC. It says there's been a year-to-year increase in infant mortality rate. The first in about 20 years. They're worried that this back-to-back trend, uh, increase may be a trend. So God forbid it's really horrible to lose a child. But more parents are experiencing that in the United States. According to data from the CDC. So what are we paying for? What are we paying for? Life expectancy is going down for men and and children are dying. So we have to take control, huh? I've talked to you about the the 80-some thousand drugs that are in our environment and that our skin is the largest organ of our body. If we rub it on our skin, it's going to get right into our system. We go to doctors who don't examine you anymore, but they order tests. And the tests are not without risks. And they are of a high price. Well, it wouldn't matter if we had a return on that price, but we don't. As you see, life expectancy is decreasing. And the United States spends twice as much on health care per person compared to other industrialized nations. But as we, we just heard, we're not getting the return in life expectancy, meager returns. America tops the charts in screening for breast and colorectal cancer, second only to Sweden and the Netherlands. And what's the result? Overtesting is, is the root of many of our problems, according to a Dr. Jerome Greenberg in the American Journal of Medicine commentary. And there's lots of things that can be done beside testing. You know, we can actually examine people, take a good history, spend some time counseling patients, listening to patients, redoubling our efforts because to prevent diseases, because the preventative guidelines are a lot less expensive, they are more time consuming, but look at the result of the patient. There's reports that we waste $935 billion in annual healthcare spending, a substantial portion from unnecessary tests and procedures. So when you rather have a doctor that really examines you and talks to you, if you have, let's take something that is a that I don't. That, that is just a, a a lab test that they made into a disease. High cholesterol. Wouldn't it be nice for him to say, you know, you have to exercise more, you have to follow a more Mediterranean diet, maybe say, you know, increase your niacin B three intake, rather than going right to a statin drug, which are loaded with side effects. So over screening without over-examining the real problem. 
you may go in with with a chest pain and they may you may find yourself undergoing a nuclear stress test where a radioactive substance is used you know that radioactive substance exposes you to the radiation equivalent to around 400 chest x-rays and 8 million of these are done a year and you would think these tests are the ultimate gold standard but the reliability is now under scrutiny because these tests, quote, detects only significant coronary coronary stenosis and does not identify non-obstructing plaques, unquote. And these non-obstructing plaques are a common cause of heart attacks. So you may get an all clear sign from a nuclear stress test and you just underwent the radiation of 400 chest x-rays and still have a heart attack. Or you may have a false positive and undergo additional procedures, like an angiography, and may have an adverse effect from that, which will have to be treated. So there's lots of different things, right? The CAT scans, MRIs, invaluable. I mean, absolutely invaluable. But in the United States, we do 245 CT scans and 118 MRI scans per thousand people. Surpasses all the other countries. We're number one. But as as you might expect, these, these tests also have drawbacks. They find what is called incidentalomas, abnormalities which are not necessarily abnormal. But when you find it, it leads to other unnecessary additional tests, maybe treatments. And what does it do for you, the patient? Do you get anxious when you find out your MRI is abnormal and you have to go for maybe one with dye or a PET scan? Sure. And these doctors that have done this study say that the frequent, frequent reliance on these scans can result in a high number of false positives. Here's a, here's a number for you. This is for CAT scans and MRIs. For instance, while 95% of scan recipients may receive an abnormal test result, less than 2% of these results point to malignant cancers. So I, I know there's people that in my community that say, well, I'm going, I'm going to ask my doctor for a whole body CAT scan and MRI because I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm healthy. But I can tell you right here and now, there is no documented evidence that total body screening is cost efficient or effective in prolonging your life. Now, you want to talk about social relationships, interactions, decreased stress, exercising. Well, now we can talk about something that will increase your life. And I could go on and on with these tests, but what I need you to do is think about them. Ask your doctor, are they really necessary? Is there something else that, is there something, another test that can be done which would not subject me to radiation? So we need informed discussions with our healthcare providers. What will I do with this information? Think about that. That's what you have to ask. Doctor, I'm going to get this CAT scan. I'm going to get this nuclear stress test. I'm going to be x-rayed out the kazoo. What 
is going to happen with this information? I think that might be good for you to ask your doctor or your healthcare provider. And if you need a CAT scan, I would like you to follow the advice of Dr. Schellenberger to use melatonin because ionizing radiation is, is cumulative and children are especially at risk. Not only from x-rays, but the, the CAT scans and the PET scans. Just one CAT scan exposes you to the same amount of ionizing radiation as 70 chest x-rays. Add a CT scan and you double that. And then see people that keep getting repeat ones to follow up. So I want to report to you that researchers took blood samples from several men and women. They gave them a single dose of 300 milligrams of melatonin. One and two hours later, they collected a second and third blood specimen. They then exposed all the blood specimens to a whopping dose of radiation that was roughly equivalent to 1,000 CAT scans. After they irradiated the blood, they tested the white blood cells to determine the extent of radiation-induced genetic damage. What did they find? The lymphocytes in all of the blood samples had a degree of genetic damage from the radiation. But, but, the cells that were taken an hour after melatonin dosing had significantly less genetic damage. And the ones taken at the two-hour mark had the least damage. The authors of that study concluded that the data had important implications for the protection of our immune cells from genetic damage induced by ionizing radiation. So what do we do about it? It means that if your doctor ever tells you you need a CAT scan or a PET scan, be sure to take 300 milligrams about two hours before the procedure. Now, Dr. Schallenberger is a big fan of melatonin, especially for its effect on sleep and our body rhythms. But it's an amazing molecule. And he says, quote, even though for 50 years, scientists have been trying to find a toxic or dangerous dose of melatonin, drum roll, they can't find one. It's as safe as water. And it won't prevent your body from making this normal dose of melatonin after you've taken this whopping dose. Okay. You have to be awake and know this type of information. Can CAT scans lead to cancer? Well, you know, we're getting a lot of them these days. Powerful x-rays, as you heard. Many, many times the chest x-ray. And we should be worried about the radiation because if it's known, it's known as a possible cause of cancer. It's low, I agree, but it's there. 
And most of the time, from a good physician, the test is worth the risk. But you do get radiated. And it can you can have damage to your DNA in your cells. And just just for per all purposes, a chest CAT scan is equal to about one hundred to two hundred X rays. Well, people say, well, you're exposed to radiation all the time, but not to this amount. So protect yourself. Take the melatonin and ask the questions before any imaging test. Why do I need it? How is it going to affect my treatment? What are the risks? Is there a test that you could use that does not use radiation? By the way, MRIs do not use radiation. Ultrasound does not use radiation. And ask your healthcare provider, how can you protect me and my body during this CAT scan? It's getting to be so pervasive in all these tests. I'm asking people to keep a record of their CAT scan and x-rays so you know how much radiation you're getting. It can be calculated. And it may also prevent you from repeating a test you, you have already pr- had done to yourself. So write down the type of scan, the date you had it. If you can, if they'll share with you the dose of radiation that you got and the name of the facility where you had the test. And remember, you can always get a second opinion. Okay, so let's do, let me just bring up some practical issues to you before we go. Do you know that common pesticides can result in erectile dysfunction in younger men? This was in the Journal of Endocrinological Investigation, and it's an emerging issue that people are now studying. The insecticide chlorophyll, chloropyrophos, and organophosphates had a positive association with the development of erectile dysfunction. You know what that's called? It's called impotence. Difficulty in getting or keeping an erection. It occurs in men between 40 and 70, but now it's emerging among adolescents and highlights the possibility that these pesticides are causing hormonal imbalances that are not associated with age. We know that, and it has been studied, that these pesticides are associated with a decrease in male fertility, including a reduced sperm count, the reduced quality of the sperm, and abnormal sperm development. And of course, the endocrine disruption that it causes in our body. You know why there's so many ED clinics springing up? Because they expect 300 million men to experience ED by 2025 couple years away. 
Now, we've always had and, and known that age and conditions like obesity and diabetes and hypertension play a role. But now we're beginning to find out that environmental contamination is also a part of this picture. Well, we've talked about this before, about the endocrine disruptors. And more and more Americans uh, have this, have some kind of pesticide in their bloods and they have biomarkers for this pest, this, these pesticides. So I, I wish in a perfect world, we would buy and grow and support organic, but it's getting more and more expensive. And it can be pointed out that the level of pesticides in our urine significantly drops when you make the switch. But I got to admit, it's getting expensive. So did you know that? Did you know that these pesticides that are around our houses can cause an ED? Chlorpyrifos. EWG.org. You can see it there. I mean, there is just, it's just crazy. I mean, it just drives me crazy. I, I, I see this stuff every day. I study this stuff to bring it to you. Now, my, I think I'm in my seventh year and over 500 podcasts. All right, gentlemen. Take listen. You know, you want to go out and golf, you take a couple Motrin, a couple Advil. Taking 1,200 milligrams of ibuprofen for six weeks, you know, everybody's using it, induced hypogonadism. You know what that means, gentlemen? Low T. Your testosterone levels drop as does your sperm count and concentration. Now, there's more to this because we just talked about the pesticides, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, and if it's too hot in your scrotal area, that'll, that'll decrease your sperm count and life cycles. But I know a lot of people that take these drugs, these NSAIDs, these anti-inflammatory, these pain pills in amounts that are higher than recommended on the bottle, in spite of multiple studies demonstrating its horrible effect on heart, muscle, and kidney. I mean, I guess if you want to sterilize yourself, you do that, but you'll, you'll also knock out your kidneys. Not good drugs. So there's articles out this week about flight attendants, how, why they're more prone to cancer. Well, you know, we, part of it is the ionizing radiation. And just think, we spend one-fifth of our gross domestic product, $25.6 trillion dollars on medical care. It's 
70% of it spent on 10% of the population. Think about it. A lot of money. I've talked to you till I lost my voice at one point about artificial sweeteners. They definitely now, they affect your gut microbiome. Why is that so important? Because since the Chinese virus was first mentioned, I talk of, talked about a superior interior. That superior interior is keeping your second brain, your immune system, which is in your gut, healthy. And how electromagnetic fields, the Wi-Fi, the radio frequencies affect this gut bacteria. Well, you know, how many people are using sweeteners? And are we getting thinner? No, we're not. But they're, they're used almost everything. They're used in cooking. You have to really look at the labels. We have to, you have to get them out of your diet. Because our first line of defense is our immune system, not vaccines. God gave us a tremendous adaptive and inherent immune system. It can protect us, but we have to support it. We have to keep those phones out of our pockets. Keep those phones out of our pockets. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe... Let me just see how much time we have left here. All right, we have a few minutes left. That, that led me down another rabbit hole. How about some steps and ways to reduce your exposure to RF at home and on the go? Use the airplane mode, especially while you're sleeping, charging, or carrying it on your body, and basically when it's not in use. Turn off that Wi-Fi router at night. And even though you may switch it to airplane mode, you have to know that some of the antenna that are in our phones stay on. Smartphones have, have cellular antennas, GPS antennas, Wi-Fi, NFC, and Bluetooth antennas. So you have to try and ensure that each one is disabled when you're not using them because they are a cause of inflammation and inflammation is the basis of most chronic diseases. Really important to turn off that Wi-Fi wi router. Try and have a hardwired connection. And remember, distance is your friend. So you want to try and maximize the distance between electronic devices, including your router and the body. And of course, you want to try and limit our time on these devices, especially that, that smartphone. And cordless phones at home are even worse, so we're not even going to go there. And let's protect our children, right? Try and create a Wi-Fi free zone for your children. 
including the baby monitors. Keep them out of playrooms and your children's bedrooms. And it'd be nice to have a dumb home. Unsmart your home. Get rid of uh, smart home devices, smart cars, smart meters. Your utility company may charge you $5 more a month, but you will not have that 24-7 radio frequency coming from these so-called smart meters. You will have to pay. I used to pay it when I had my home. I would not have that smart meter installed. And here's something that you may not know. Elevators and phones do not mix. Do not talk on your phone when you're in an elevator, when you're in your car, or where your signal is weak. Why? Because the enclosed metal objects cause cell phones to boost their radio frequency transmission power and leads to more exposure. Okay? I mean, we could do these things. It doesn't cost any money to do that. It doesn't take, cost any money to get rid of the sugar in your diet. We'll talk about that at another time. That's another rabbit hole to go down. How it's linked to many, many autoimmune diseases. And I, I want to just mention one thing, because those of you who have listened to the show know that I like my coffee and espresso. But the caffeine that you get in sodas, sodas, for instance, the synthetic caffeine, guess what? Ladies, it'll exhilarate aging. But naturally occurring caffeine could slow age-related decline. Think about it. It's published. All caffeine is not the same. And if you remember the show I did where size matters, well, that's where green tea could protect against telomere shortening. But the synthetic caffeine will shorten the telomeres and cause DNA damage. So green tea, coffee, and caffeine coming from strong drinks will shorten your telomeres. Now, will the, can you have your Diet Coke and green tea? Uh, you know, what's the sense? There's lots of antioxidant compounds in coffee and tea that contribute to their anti-aging effects. Isn't that nice? So, we've done podcasts on coffee. It is not bad. It's protective. It can protect against neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. And as stated in one study, coffee may still be the best source of caffeine to protect against against Alzheimer's disease because of a component in it that synergizes with caffeine to enhance protection against disease progression. FDA recommends no more than 400 milligrams of coffee, caffeine, that's four or five cups a day. Okay. Get rid of the, get rid of the synthetic caffeine, dear listeners. I love you, and I want you to be around for a long time. 
Oh, I have to go down this rabbit hole for a second. Here's the title of what I, I have saved. Something to scream about. Harmful chemicals in ice cream and popsicles. Do you believe this? It's called titanium dioxide. It's found in candies and sweets, including ice cream and popsicles. From brands including Bomb Pop Middle Strawberry, a whole ice pops, Great Valley Rocky Road ice cream, milk bar cereal milk, ice cream. Because why do you want to avoid that? Because it can be toxic. European regulators have labeled titanium dioxide as no longer safe for human consumption. The European European Food Safety Authority concluded that it can build up in your body and cause chromosomal damage. The other thing in popsicles and ice cream is red dye number three. It's used in over 2,000 products. It can make children vulnerable to behavioral difficulties, including decreased attention. Now, the FDA in its wisdom found red dye number three can cause cancer and bandits used in cosmetics and externally applied drugs. But it's okay. But you can still use it in your food and get it in your system. And the agency, the FDA, concluded the dye causes cancer in animals. So do we have to wake up or what? Look at the label, ladies and gentlemen. Check the ingredients for red three, titanium dioxide, artificial color or color added. That's why we have to be in control. We have to continually read, continually listen to podcasts. I sort of blow my own horn, aren't I? But we have, you know, where are you going to get this? You're not going to get it on the evening news. They're not going to talk about this. And I'm not going to talk about why red wine can give some people headaches. We'll save that for another time. But this is the type of articles that I read and save hours a day, weekly. I predicted tuberculosis surpassing COVID, which really that's another subject in itself. And it is doing that, especially with all the illegal migrants. And ladies and gentlemen, don't let's forget the power of gratitude and the power of laughter. This laughter is a missing nutrient in our health. It's so good to laugh. And because of some recent discussions I've had with uh, friends, I, I think I'm going to do another program on methylene blue. Uh, because uh, it's something that is changing lives. It affects the mitochondria because it affects the metabolism. It's inexpensive. And listeners of mine and friends of mine that are using it are having increased energy and increased well-being. 
Boy, can't we all use a little of that? And we have to question everything because a recent report, I think it came out today, where Moderna is losing money because it can't, nobody wants their, their kill shot. Their, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, let me take that back. They don't want their vaccine. They're hiring FBI agents. They're hiring everybody. They're, they're spying and they don't like the attitude of Elon Musk because of his thoughts on vaccines. They made hundred billion or so dollars. Now it's, it's not it's not there anymore. They're hiring all kinds of uh, specialists and and group psychosis and psychology to influence us. So, be careful. That's another reason not to uh, watch television twenty four seven. You're going to be bombarded <clears throat> with psychological sayings, you know, like do this because it's good for you and it's good for your friends. It's good for the country. Baloney. Make up your own mind. Because <clears throat> as we do now know, there's lots of things in this shots that Moderna and Pfizer had that they did not disclose. It is crazy. It's almost like 1984 coming to to life. I hate to say, I hate to even tell you about this stuff. All right, one more spot I want to look at here in my notes, and then we'll go. I did talk about the infant mortality. I talked about erectile dysfunction. <coughs> Excuse me. And there is an article out where Moderna is admitting that DNA contamination can lead to cancer and it's part of their shot. (coughs) Excuse me. So before I get into trouble, let me just say it's been a pleasure being here today on this journey. So that you can have some knowledge that will empower you to make informed decisions about your health, be proactive, question the status quo, demand some transparency transparency in the system that impacts every one of us. So buckle up and come back next week to hear what else I uh, can discover for you, like the old Walter Winchell. So I can help you navigate this healthcare system. It's a daunting task anymore. High cost and disappointing outcomes. That, that's that's what we have to deal with. So let's scrutinize some science. Let's do some dissection of the data. And let's have a commitment to empower ourselves with knowledge. Because it'll not only empower us, it'll liberate us. We'll feel that we're really making informed decisions. You know, I love the word believe. As a Christian, I believe in in God. Okay, but you can't use believe in science because science is always changing. And no one person is science. Science is evolving. So... If you want to be the keeper of your health, you have to 
venture into this realm and become empowered so you can protect your most precious, precious possession. And that's your health, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, I'm gone. Our, our uh, email is docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Apple, Google, almost all, all podcast platforms. Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you, I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.